Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The podcast is about to begin. Graveyard Grumbler Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 28 of the Graveyard Grumbler Podcast. I am your host, Tino Romero Jr., a.k.a. the Graveyard Grumbler. Today is a pretty cool episode. I started doing some research and I decided that today we are going to figure out what the Antichrist is about. So when I started doing, uh, well, actually before I started doing all the research, I assumed, yes, I say assumed, that the Antichrist was about sacrifices and killing people, rebelling and doing everything that is evil, demonic and everything else that has to do, of course, with against God and Christ. However, (laughs) when I started actually looking on the research and reading, I, I was actually quite disappointed that none of that was even close to what I had believed the Antichrist was about. Well, So the actual definition of the Antichrist is the Antichrist is a person prophesied by the Bible to oppose Christ and substitute himself in Christ's place before the second coming. The Antichrist is announced as the one who denies the father and son. Now, that that is the actual or the literal definition of what the Antichrist is. But again, what I was raised was that the Antichrist was a devil and the Antichrist was all about demons and killing Uh, human sacrifices and all this other stuff. So, you know, naturally that is something that we're all curious about. And even if you say that you're not curious about, you're curious about it because we're, we're always curious about the taboo and how, you know, how things are so against what we know that we want to venture into the dark side. You know how that whole thing goes or that's been popularized that come to the dark side, we have cookies. Well, fuck, I wanted some cookies. So I wanted to you know dive into the dark side. Well, again, I was actually pretty bummed out. So I came across this website of the Satanic Temple, and you can also go to their website as well, thesatanictemple.com. And what is what the Satanic Temple says what uh, about the Antichrist and worshiping Satan is that the Satanic Temple is to encourage benevolence and empathy among among all people, reject tyrannical authority, advocate practical common sense oppose injustice and undertake noble pursuits now that falls into in a line with what a lot of our normal beliefs and morals are already are so does that mean we're the antichrist or does that mean that we want the devil see this is where i'm telling you where i was actually really bummed out and confused that when i looked up the satanic temple that they were not it wasn't all about killing and, and demons and everything, which, again, I'm not saying that, you know, that's all the satanic worshipers are. But when you automatically think of the satanic worshiping, that's one of the main things that you, you you know, you again, you assume so. And then reading further into the satanic temple, they have there are seven fundamental tenets. So uh, one one should strive to act with compassion and empathy toward all creatures in accordance with reason. Two, the struggle for justice is an ongoing necessary pursuit that should prevail over laws and institutions. Three, one's body is inviolable, subject to one's own will alone. Four, the freedoms of others should be respected, including the freedom to offend. To willfully and unjustly encroach upon the freedoms of another is to forego one's own. Five, 
Belief should conform to one's best scientific understanding of the world. One should take care never to distort scientific fact to fit one's beliefs. Uh, six, people are fallible. If one makes a mistake, one should do one's best to rectify it and resolve any harm that might have been caused. And seven, every tenant is a guiding principle designed to inspire nobility in action and thought. The spirit of compassion, wisdom, and justice should always prevail over the written or spoken word. Now, how does any of that sound evil and satanic? But those are the beliefs of the satanic temple. Again, you can go to their website, thesatanictemple.com, and read some of their stuff. No, you're not going to get possessed by demons. You're not going to be, no one's going to come knocking on your door asking if you want to follow Christ, I mean, follow Satan and then uh, sacrifice your, your youngest. Although, depending on how good or bad the youngest is, you might, you might be willing to trade, do that trade, you know, trade, uh, your youngest for wealth and riches. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, the graveyard grumbler doesn't believe in trading in your kids to the devil. I'm not, I'm not for that. But when I read that, it was kind of, you know, it made, it made sense that those are beliefs that we should have regardless. And when I further read about what Satanist and, and I'm not talking about the extremists. You know, remember there's extremists on both sides. There's a, the extreme cults that are, oh, I'll get into that later, but the actual belief for Satanism and, and the cult of, I mean, not the cult, but the church of, of Satan is that they are to make a better world against the word of God because now I'm not bashing religion. Please, I'm going to throw that out there right now. I am not bashing religion. However, a lot of people have died in the name of religion, going back to the medieval times, you know, this war is for God, you know, for God, I'm going to kill you. And there's been a lot of people who's been struck down and uh, outcasted and, and isolated because they don't fit the word of God. Now, what, from my understanding, what the Antichrist want to do or their whole main purpose is to educate people that there is a life beyond Jesus Christ or the word of Christ against Christianity. But they don't do it again. This is all from what I was reading is that it's not something that they have done in an evil, sadistic way, but it's to try to educate, which that's why I mentioned earlier that I was actually kind of bummed out that I didn't see any sacrifices and any uh, bludgeonings or anything like that, because now, God damn it, I actually had to read everything <laughs> to uh, comprehend and not just make a snap judgment off of just, you know, the Antichrist. But also, there's a church called, or there's a, a Satanism, and when I looked that up, it's the definition is, is a group of ideological and philosophical beliefs based on Satan. The Satanic Temple and the Church are not connected. There, so there's two different things. the 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 Church of uh, uh, the Sa the Satanic Temple and the Church of Satan are not connected. The Church of Satan, I believe, was founded in 1966, which Back then, you weren't able to have as much free will and free uh, freedom of speech and belief as you are now. So it was real difficult for the Church of Satan, which, again, they fell into a lot of controversies. It was really frowned upon because you have the uh, Christians yelling, hey, you're the devil. You can't have a Church of Satan. And, you know, so the battle between good and evil literally was going on for years and years and years. And now with the Satanic Temple, they are trying to educate people into understanding both sides of the spectrum, uh, both sides of the 
of the of the, of the teeter totter, I guess. You know, I'm not trying to convert you into Satanism. I'm not trying to dissuade you from Christianity. I'm not trying to convert you uh, to Christianity, and I'm not trying to uh, divert you from uh, Satanism. If you are, what I'm trying to explain to people or explain on this show was that it was pretty goddamn interesting to find that they actually had some pretty decent moral compass values that are aligned with a lot of people, but they are not to the extreme where the Bible have all these, you know, crazy things. Supposedly, again, I'm not, I'm not bashing religion or anything like that. I'm just simply stating what I was reading, what I learned. So one of my main things that I was curious is that do they sacrifice? Do they, do they practice sacrificing animals and people like we have learned over the time that was one of the main things that i was curious to to learn about and i was it it was it was pretty crazy when i started reading about it so you know there was a a thing that happened back in the 80s that gave a satanist a really bad name i mean yeah okay the the the, this term satanist is already kind of a, a messed up label however uh, satanic ritual abuse or SRA was the subject of moral panic often referred to as the satanic panic it originated in the United States in the 1980s okay so not only do we have crazy hair bands in the 80s not only do we have a crack epidemic in the 80s you're telling me now we have the satanic panic although the satanic panic sounds like a really badass heavy metal band I'm just throwing that out there I'm not saying that it was a good thing what I'm saying is that the satanic panic sounds like a pretty badass punk band I'm just, you know, I'm just throwing that out there. So it was, uh, let me see, spreading throughout many parts of the world by the late 1990. uh, SRA allegations involved reports of physical and sexual abuse of people in the context of occult or satanic rituals. In the most extreme form of allegations, uh, and the allegations involved conspiracy of a worldwide SRA organization that includes the wealthy and powerful of the world's elite in which children are abducted or bred for human sacrifices, pornography, and prostitution. So I actually just read about that, how the world was a big extreme satanic cult, or not the world, but a lot of the big world leaders were, uh, back in the in the 80s and 90s, were huge, huge into sex trafficking huge into human sacrifices and it was all because of their belief that the more they did that the better the return of power wealth and riches that they would receive from sacrificing these young children so if you look at if you look at all the all the things that happened in the past a lot of these stories were really tragic and really really crazy to read about now i I just started this research in the last couple of days so i haven't read everything about it but the parts that i did read were it was confirmed that there was a cult-like following to where i'm not sure if they were actually the world's rich or powerful that organized but it was a group of people that did sacrifice and you know force people into uh, child pornography and child you know it was, it was child sex trafficking rings which is fucking horrible and it's unfortunate that the uh, satanists were grouped into that when you have a couple extreme or not a couple but when you have a bunch of extremists. Now, again, extremists are all walks of life. It's not just Satanists. It's not just Christians. And not it's not just Republicans. It's not just Democrats. It's someone who has their belief that they whatever belief they have, and is projected times twenty thousand to where they need to show people and 
make it a point that everyone needs to know exactly, you know, what they believe in. So again, I'm not defending Satanism. I'm not, I'm not defending Christianity. All I'm just, all I'm saying is that people have their crazy fucked up beliefs. And it's unfortunate that the SRA, uh, the satanic ritual abuse was an actual big thing where people were arrested and sent to court and taken to jail. It is even more unfortunate that uh, people were, people actually lost their, lost their lives for these nutbags beliefs. Now, a lot of people believe that they uh, sacrifice animals, which, uh, you know, sacrificing animals isn't just solely related to uh, satanic cults or worshiping. Animal sacrifice is something that's practiced all around the world, and it's not even half, it, most of it is uh, to a god for you know some might do it for rain some might do it for better crops some might do it for fertility some might do it for uh, health or longevity where they actually sacrifice an animal to uh, to a god and it's not even satan it's not even for evil it's for the better good so when i looked that up it was real difficult to find a direct answer on if uh, satanist or uh, and the antichrist actually uh, sacrificed goats and baby kids and everything for the practice of, of Satanism or the Antichrist. So, but the only, but I did find that animal sacrificing is something that's real common around the world between a lot of different religions, a lot of different tribes, a lot of different cultures. Period. It's not just linked solely to devil worshiping. So, all you guys who are saying, "Oh, I'm going to go sacrifice baby goats in the name of of Satan," fucking liars. You don't do that shit. Leave the goats alone, man. But. <laughs> So the satanic ritual abuse was, it was a real thing that happened in the 80s and the 90s. And I remember reading about it in uh, 92 or 93. I believe one of my one of my friends or teachers were talking about it, you know, the SRA allegations. I'm like, what the fuck is that? And that's when I realized, holy shit, you know, the satanic ritual abuse, they were, so in the name of, what it was, was that in the name of Satan, they were murdering, raping, and, and trafficking these people. And again, it was... It's the extreme of the cults, which I mean, it's all around. It's just jacked up. You shouldn't be doing that, period. But you know, I'm glad that people were taken down and that shit was broken up. Now, is it completely abolished? Is it completely gone? Of course not. Nothing, nothing of sorts like that is ever gone. Unfortunately, when there's people and there's uh, people, you know, when there's still people around and they have their own thoughts and views and things, evil and and shit like that is never going to go away. You can't. That's something we just can't change. So, how does the church's belief influence the perception of the Antichrist? Now, that was one thing that, again, that when I first heard about the Antichrist, that yeah, and I, I heard about the Antichrist when I was uh, in uh, when I was a teenager. I was raised. I was raised in a pretty thick Catholic household. You know, I ha- I've been baptized. I had my first Holy Communion. I even did my confirmation. Now, I got duped into my confirmation. And mom, I'm calling you out on this one. So if you're listening to my podcast, I'm, I-, I have beef. We went to Mexico. Okay. I was a wee little grumbler. I, I don't even know. I don't remember how old I was. I know I was under 10 years old. But I was a wee little grumbler. And, you know, we we're like, hey, we're going to go to Mexico. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Vamos a la rancho. We're going to go to the ranch. I'm going to go be, you know, I'm going to go live it up. I'm going to be just a badass American kid in Mexico. So, you know, we packed up the family, headed down, headed down south. Let's fucking head to Mexico. You know, I think we went to uh, Zacatecas where my tia lived or my aunt lived. And I think the little pueblito or the little, uh, I don't know how to say it in English, the little town 
was called uh, uh, aguas caliente or ojo caliente. I don't know, one, one of the, it was either hot water or hot eye. One of the two places where I went. Again, it was a long time ago, but I went and again, I was an excited little kid. I was a little grumbler. I was excited, like, fuck yeah, I'm going to live it up. You know, like I said earlier, it's going to be Mexico. Everything's good. It happens in Mexico. So we went and then we went to a church and it wasn't that bad, you know? So we went to the church and I walked in, they, they gave me and my two sisters, we, our name tag, you know, hello, me llamo Fortino, you know, hello, my name is Fortino. For those of you who don't know, Fortino is actually my full government name. So, but it's just Tino for short. However, we sat in a church. Now we sat in this damn church. Yes. I'm saying damn church. We sat in this damn church with about 8,477,000 other adults and kids listening to someone ramble on and on and on. It seemed like to me, being a little kid, it seemed like it was like 47 hours of straight church shit that I just sat and listened to. I had no idea what was going on. I had no idea what was happening. And then all of a sudden, you know, it was finally done. I think I aged. I think by the time I got out of church, I think I was like 15 or 16 years old by that time. But I, I, I got out of church and all of a sudden my family, like, Oh, you know, we're celebrating. I'm like, yeah, we're celebrating. Cause it's goddamn 90, uh, 97 year church is finally over. I didn't know people can, you know, preach for this long. And then it being in Spanish and everyone's talking monotone. I was happy to be out of it. And then all of a sudden my, you know, I hear my, uh, my mom saying, oh, you know, you, 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 you've been confirmed. I said, what do you mean I've been confirmed? I was confirmed at birth. I'm the graveyard grumbler. Mom, why, why, what do you mean I'm, I'm confirmed? I know I was confirmed. I'm legit 100% original. No, apparently I sat in this church along with my sisters for, it seemed like four scores and seven years that I had, uh, I ended up getting my confirmation. Now, what the hell? But the cool part though, out of the confirmation is that when we walked out of the church, there was about a billion fucking fireworks flying everywhere and i got to drink a soda out of a bag i had some street tacos hell i even bought a toy and that was like the best day of my life but you know everyone has to sacrifice certain things to get the, the prize and unfortunately i had to sacrifice like 27 years of my life inside of this church now you know, again i'm exaggerating the church itself i think it was like two hours but when you're a kid when you're sitting in a church in a place you don't want to be, I swear, I went in when I was like eight or nine years old and I came out when I was like 15 or 16 years old. <laughs> and mom, I believe I blame one that 100% on you because geez now. Okay. So the antichrist back to my, after I went off on that rant, but when I was the antichrist as a kid, in my teenage years, I was like, you know, I'm going to be the antichrist. I'm, I'm going to rebel. So I started listening to Marilyn Manson, which Marilyn Manson, is one of my favorite musicians of all time. And for those of you who listen to heavy metal and, you know, the, the newer generation or the younger generation, or even the older generation who, who wants to explore into different music, Marilyn Manson, Marilyn Manson's Antichrist Superstar album. That's the little clip that I played at the beginning of the show. When I, you know, when I mentioned Antichrist and you hear the rock voice, come on, that's his album. And I, and to me, Antichrist Superstar is by far, one of the best albums that was ever produced in the 1990s. It, great music and everyone should give it a listen to, but enough of plugging that album. Hey, Manson, if you're listening to my podcast, shoot me some money, man. I just plugged your album. But, uh, you know, so you have the, when I, the question that I read was how does the church's belief influence the perception of the antichrist? So you automatically think you hear a lot of religious people, you know, that, the antichrist are evil. They're going to murder you, rape you, kill you. 
and they're per- they want to promote anarchy, hatred, you know, the whole worst things that anyone can ever do when the actual definition of the Antichrist is just going against the beliefs of Christ, is going against whatever the Bible states, it's going to be completely, well, not completely, but just opposite. It's the polar opposites. You have what the Christians and the Bible believe, and then you have what the Satanists and the Satanic Bible, which by that is a real thing. They do have a, satan, a Satanic Bible. And I don't know if it was the Satanic Bible itself or was it a book about the Satanic Bible, but my sister, she let me read it when I was younger. And I almost got my ass kicked for reading that book because all these Catholics wanted to beat the shit out of me when I was working in oil fields because I was reading a book about the Antichrist. I wasn't even the Antichrist. I was fucking reading a book about the Antichrist and I wanted to, they wanted to beat my ass for it. It's crazy. Ridiculous. However, so Christianity describes Satan as a fallen angel who terrorizes the world through evil is the antithesis of truth and shall be condemned together with the fallen angels who follow him to the external fire that oh to the external fire at the last judgment now so in the book definition or in the bible definition of the antichrist you know he's there he's a fallen angel that or satan is a fallen angel that spreads or terrorizes the world through evil and he is you know condemning all the good souls and trying to convert everyone to hate and you know the whole worst of the worst case scenario so so my question to my listeners is that before before you got older, what was your your interpretation or what was your belief or what was your thought on what the Antichrist is and the, what the Antichrist did? Because like I mentioned earlier, for me, I, I, I right at the gate when I was going to do this episode about the Antichrist, I'm like, we're going to sacrifice goats. We're going to be stabbing people in their fucking face in the name of Satan. I'm going to be burning churches. I'm going to burn Bibles. And no, I was 100% fooled. It was nothing like that from everything that I've been reading. They're actually a pretty peaceful organization and it's the stereotypes and the, you know, the, the Christians and Catholics who condemn them and condemn them in the fight. Now, of course, any, any group, good or bad, right or wrong, they're going to fight for their, you know, for their beliefs because that's what you do. You're not going to get bullied and get punked for shit that you don't, you don't agree in. So. Uh, let me see here. Some modern Christians consider the devil to be an angel who, along with the one third of the angelic host, the demons rebelled against God and has consequently been condemned to the lake of fire. This is described as he is described as hating all humanity or more accurately creation, opposing God, spreading lies and wrecking havoc on their souls. So. From when I was reading and doing more research about that little part to get, you know, be able to better explain that was that Satan, of course, anything that you go against uh, Christ, like Satan has done, it's going to be lies. They, they don't want you to believe not. They, I shouldn't say they. I'm not going to say that. But according, you know, versus Bible, good versus evil, this whole for the whole purpose of this conversation, the whole purpose of this episode, the Bible doesn't want you to believe anything else other than what the morals and beliefs were taught by Christians from years and years and years and years and years. But from uh, the satanic, the antichrist point of view is that, no, that's not the only word. You can still be good and not, and be opposed to God and, you know, the whole Christian beliefs and, and values. And so it's literally a fight versus good versus evil. Again, anything that's not 
or anything that goes against the actual Bible is automatically going to be considered evil, regardless of what you do. It doesn't matter if you're killing someone. It doesn't matter if you're lying. That is evil. So you are automatically condemned, condemned and categorized as the Antichrist or you know part of the devil or the the, the legions of the demons, which oh, legions of demons. That's actually another badass band name. I wonder if that's an actual band. Who's with me? I'm going to start a heavy metal band. But I just want to let you know, if anyone who wants to start a heavy metal band with me, I can't play an instrument. I can't sing very well, but I think I might write some pretty decent lyrics, but I'm down to start a band. <laughs> but, you know, the, the battle between good and evil, the, the whole purpose between the Church of Satan, you know, the temple of uh, the satanic temple is to prove that, again, you can still do good and still have moral values without following the Church of the, of the Word of God. And one of the big, big things that I read about the Antichrist was that... Again, this is the word. <laughs> this is the word that I've been following, you know, reading for, uh, for the purpose of this episode. Was that the word of the Bible is the extreme part of the spectrum? Is that they have the most ridiculous, you know, quote unquote moral codes, and that it is difficult and unrealistic to follow. All you have to do is follow the the seven basic guidelines that the Satanic Temple have outlined that I read for you earlier, and you're going to be fine. Which if you think about it, if you actually follow those seven rules, what's so different between the Ten Commandments and everything else? Yeah, you add what three more commandments versus the seven rules that the Satanic Temple have, the Satanic Temple had laid out. But is it really that bad? Just because I mean, you're not denouncing God. Well, I guess you are if you're going to become the Antichrist. I mean, you're you're hailing. Not, see, when I when I think of the Antichrist, I think of you know, hail Satan. You know, devil. I don't know. It's just a battle between my head. <laughs> so uh what, what you know one other big thing was that i always see the goat head the pentagram on a lot of evil representation of uh, satanist and and the devil but when i started again when i started doing research i just started blowing my mind and here's the here's the crazy thing about this is that in the middle ages christians used the used the pentagram to represent the five wounds of Christ. So in the Middle Ages, Christians used the pentagram to represent the five wounds of Christ. Two on the wrist, two on the ankle, and one on the side. The photo of the red star inside a circle with a cross comes from the Church of Our Lady of Victoria in Marble Cliff, Ohio, which is just a picture of, of the of what's going on here. And also it had a uh, relation to evil because the uh, mason the masons uh, the pentagram okay so this is one of the reasons why the pentagram was originally a symbol of perfection and divine knowledge became stigmatized because the church framed the church framed it as a symbol of heresy because of the influence it eventually came to have have uh, came to have associations with evil so uh, because the divine knowledge of these groups threatened the power of the church those who pursued it we used the symbol were opposed to and mistreated now the thing was that they uh, the symbol was used to connect, you know, the five elements or not the five elements, yeah, earth, wind, water, fire, stuff like that. So the the masons put it on a lot of their buildings, and when their beliefs started questioning the church, the church you know condemned it and said, "Oh, now it's evil," and that's how the pentagram became associated with evil. Which I didn't know that I didn't know that back you know in the early days, way way early days. 
that it was associated with Christianity, Nobody. that it was used to represent the five wounds of cross, which the five wounds of Jesus that he about. suffered. And now who you are. It, it makes sense. Why wouldn't it represent two on the wrist, you know, one on each wrist, one on each ankle when they nailed it together, and then the one on his side? It makes perfect sense. Why wouldn't they use the five stars? And then when I started reading about the goat, you know, it says uh, when I checked out Satan's appearance, it says the Bible doesn't tell us what Satan looks like. And with good reason, he's not limited to any physical form or image. Instead, Satan is a powerful spiritual force that pervades the whole creation for greater than far greater than any person, beast or other creature. The pagan god Pan is the resemblance to Satan with the horns, uh, hooves, and goatee. Pan is a Greek god of nature. So you put all that together and boom, you have the pentagram you know, or the pentacle. The pentacle is just the, the pentagram, the five stars with a circle around it. But, you know, the early beliefs and, and resemblance was the pagan god Pan, which, you know, makes perfect sense. <sighs> Again, all of this blew my mind. And it was so much information, I had no idea how to even level all this shit out. You know what I mean? You know, I'm, again, I, my thoughts on everything on the Satanist, and it's like, you know, hey, we realize that the SRA, Satanic, uh, was that the Satanic Ritual Association? Or, hold on, hold on, let me look it up. The SRA, which was the Satanic Ritual Abuse, that was a fucked up thing, and I'm glad that everyone involved, or mostly everyone involved, was, uh, you know, brought to justice and you know fuck all that shit but again that's the extreme of the extreme on both sides you know we have extreme you know religious people we have extreme christians and i mean uh, christian, we have extreme uh, satanist and everything else but does that mean that that by listening to this episode that you're a, an official satanist no no that doesn't mean that at all what it means is that i didn't i i, I learned i learned all of this as i went because I had a complete stereotypical you know, version that I was fed by my mom. And here's a funny story, matter of fact. When I was a teenager, I tried to be the Antichrist. And when I did that, I mean, I, was, I wore a pentagram. I talked about sacrificing goats and, and people and, you know, for the word of Satan. And that once Satan returns, the evil, which has already flooded the earth, is going to is going to be easier for him to take over versus the, you know, the second coming of Christ. Oh yeah, I was I was that far into it, and it wasn't even because I believed in any of it. It was I was doing it because of shock and awe value. I wanted to be everything that I wasn't that that I was raised, or I was I wanted to be everything opposite of how I was raised in a, in a hardcore Christian household. You know, not not an extreme Catholic household, but again, every you know every Sunday was church. Every we did rosaries, we did all that stuff. You know, again, I was confirmed. I sat in the church for four scores and seven years. But at the end of it, I'm neither religious or I, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in Satan. I don't believe in it all. You know, I believe in, in you know, who you are, who you are. If you're a good person, you're going to do good regardless of Bible or no Bible. You know, and, and that's that, that's just the base of it. I being you know, the Antichrist really helped me understand and learn that it's not as fucked up as everyone made it seem like you know the media the whole bunch of people especially the the church you know not the church but the bible and then how people interpret the bible and oh, that's another thing about the bible is that i if you, you know i skimmed through it when i was doing this and they never gave a clear description 
of what you know satan is supposed to look like they said that you know that he had the appearance of a serpent but he they never called him of the actual serpent there's another one where it said that he took the appearance of a of a dragon which i mean that's pretty fucking cool if you think about it you know have a badass dragon but but as far as a clear in-depth description it, there was no clear one inside of the bible and I, you know, it goes into the old testament mentioning uh, devil like four or five times and all this other number and all this other crap that i didn't really read into it because that's a lot of reading i mean i didn't feel like reading so i didn't do it you know it's my thing is that if you're going to be a satanist be a satanist if you're going to be a christian be a christian it doesn't matter what what you're going to be just do it because you heart you wholeheartedly believe in it and don't take it to the extreme just do good use common sense do the right thing and and don't and just don't be fucked up that's just how you get along better in life it doesn't matter what you believe in it doesn't automatically mean that the Antichrist is going to sacrifice babies. No, not anymore. You know, the satanic ritual abuse case that that was already done. Those motherfuckers were done and, and taken care of. Does that mean that it's not done at all? No, of course, that, that doesn't mean that there's always going to be murder and killing and everything else sacrificing, unfortunately, because there's a bunch of dodo birds that, that don't think that it's wrong. And it, and it, it is it is wrong. Again, sacrificing animals just isn't limited to being the antichrist it is a worldwide multicultural multi-religious belief that you know sacrificing an animal to the gods is going to bring a ton of different things whether it be wealth health rain better crops fertility protection it doesn't matter you know it's something that's that's widely practiced throughout the world so don't don't just think that it's a it's a satanic thing or or a cult or anything like that because it's not it's actually a common religious practice to sacrifice animals but no i don't the grumbler doesn't encourage going to sacrifice animals i'm i don't no i don't believe in that shit either you know that's just something that has been around since the beginning of time and you know a lot of people have done their best to try to condemn it try to do whatever but hey me me and personally no i don't believe that you should sacrifice animals but i can't speak for the entire world or you know what their beliefs are and just like i can't speak for your beliefs and your uh, moral compass or anything like that i can just speak for myself and hopefully try to raise the you know my little grumbler kids to be the best they can again doing this uh the doing this research for this episode it it was totally opposite of why i thought it was going to be i thought i was going to get into the dark death stuff and you know which i mean there's certain parts of the antichrist that do do, go into real dark again and it's the extreme part of of the of the antichrist you know it's again it's the extremist on both sides it's not just one or the other. So, you know, it's one of those things that if you are curious and you want to do, do more reading, one of the coolest places that I found was the Satanic Temple. Again, just because you look it up doesn't mean that you're going to be possessed. Demons are going to come after you. It's actually pretty cool knowledge. And you there's a contact portion on there where you can email them and ask them a few questions. I might actually try to get them on the show if I can figure out how to get some people on the show. I don't know. Yeah, I'm still learning my equipment, but I don't know. We'll see for a future episode, maybe a follow up, and we'll see what uh, what comes out of this. But I thank everyone for the continuing support. Please uh, like and uh, comment, or yeah, like and comment on my page on the Apple Podcast. Leave a review, leave a rating, suggest my podcast to all your friends and family. Even if, even if you think someone is interested in the little subjects and topics that i talk about just hey 
share it with them. I, I greatly appreciate it. I do appreciate the support from all around the world. Thank you very, very, very much. It means it means everything to me that people listen to my podcast. So on that note, good morning, good day, good night, and goodbye.